Welcome to The Art of Intimate Marriage with Dr. Jennifer Conzin. Sensitive yet frank advice for enjoying every benefit of one of God's most fundamental gifts. Dr. Conzin is a licensed marriage and family counselor, sex therapist, as well as an adjunct professor, award-winning researcher, author, and speaker. With today's conversation on the biblical approach to fulfilling intimacy in marriage, here's Jennifer. Hello, this is Dr. Jennifer Conzen, and you're listening to The Art of Intimate Marriage. And we have been discussing a lot of different things over the last several weeks. We've talked about what does the Bible say about sex. We've talked about what are some of the things in someone's background that can cause some issues and some problems with the sexual relationship, even in adulthood. And we've talked about what intimacy is, not just sexual intimacy, but intimacy overall. And then we spent a couple weeks talking about what the physiology is that's involved in sexuality and some of the physical dysfunctions that occur with sexual problems. So you can listen to those. You can go on to the website, The Art of Intimate Marriage, and listen to previous episodes in a podcast version. Today, we're going to talk about the kind of issues in intimacy that are more about emotional connection. So primarily, we're going to speak about empathy and then the importance of empathy in the marital relationship. This will be closely followed by next week's uh, topic, which is validation and how important validation is. They're very tied together. And go ahead and listen on in. Uh, You might first be wondering, what is she talking about? What exactly is empathy? That's a loaded, big, huge word. And there are a lot of different ideas on what the word empathy means. When I use that word, what I'm talking about is that ability to genuinely understand the meaning that someone else is making when they are feeling something or sharing something or expressing something. And your ability to understand that and put yourself in their shoes or your partner's ability to put themselves into your shoes so that you can feel along with them. You can feel with them what they are experiencing. It really is a shifting from just the self-centered focus, not self-centered as in selfish, but just our own understanding of our own view. It's shifting from that to going after having an other-centered view and then experiencing something with them emotionally from their perspective. This would go along very much so with Philippians 2, considering one another better than yourselves and putting their interests above your own. And so the question comes up, well, Jennifer, this is talk on the sexual relationship, right? What does empathy have to do with that? Empathy has a lot to do with obviously overall intimacy, but also sexual intimacy. When couples have good empathy, they have a better sex life. So let's look at it. So we we know from what I just shared about the definition that being able to take someone else's perspective and really understand that that makes a big difference in the level of connection that a couple has. This isn't just a 
a male or female thing. This is a human thing, the need to be understood. We know that from many, many different scriptures on, on just the word understanding, how we need to be understood by one another. And one of the most incredible examples of that ability to take the perspective of the other is from Jesus himself. In Luke 7, you see him. Uh, there's a funeral going by, a widow with her son who has died. And it says there that his heart went out to her. It's talking about Jesus looking at this funeral going by, that his heart went out to her. In the Greek, it actually means his guts were moved. So that's really ultimately what we're talking about today, is that visceral response to the other, that heart going out to one another. We need that as people, as individuals, as a husband, as a wife. We need to know that our spouse, that they're moved when we share things. That creates connection. And so in many ways, Jesus is that perfect example of empathy and connection. You know, when he's with the woman who had been bleeding for many, many years and she touches his clothing and he feels the power go out from him and he stops the whole procession and he says, this is in Luke 8, who touched me? I love that line. He stopped everything to hear her story. So that's empathy. That's Imitating Jesus and how we would do that in our marriage is that we would stop and we would hear the other, that we wouldn't just fix the problem. Okay, he fixed her problem. She was healed, right? For those of you who are fixers out there, I'm a fixer. Somebody tells me their stuff and I just want to tell them what they need to do to get better. But Jesus, he'd already fixed her and yet he stopped the whole procession to hear her story and to encourage her faith. So empathy, he, he exhibits it. When you look even in Luke 13 and Luke 19, Jesus is looking over the city of Jerusalem and he says that, that whole piece where he says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I long to gather you as a hen gathers her chicks. So he's looking out over this uh, nation of people who have actually tried to kill him, push him over a cliff. They've mocked him. They've said, who is this guy? He looks at this nation of people. He looks and he says, ah, oh, I long to gather you together. Hear that just almost mothering, nurturing underneath my wings. And then later in Luke 19, it says he wept for the city of Jerusalem. So that heart level response that Jesus has to his people, to us, he wants us to have for one another. We can have for one. If we're going to imitate him, then we're going to be like that as well. Why is it important? Well, if somebody has a good ability to take someone else's perspective, then they can look at the world from their, to some extent, from their lens. And that capacity then makes the other person feel loved, feel wanted, feel important, that you can understand my perspective. It also helps lower people's distress. And you've probably experienced that. When you felt understanding from someone, it lowered your stress level. And you felt like, I am not alone. All right, where has this shown up? Not only in the scriptures, but actually there's been quite a bit of research in the field of psychology on empathy. 
There are a number of different parts of the of the brain actually involved in empathy. The ability to be emotionally to simulate someone else's emotion. In other words, that's the stepping into their shoes. For some people, literally their body will begin to mirror what they're seeing in the other. And it does activate the limbic system when that happens. So the brain, actually, they've done studies where they've watched the brain flash to show the part of the brain that's being activated. So your whole system is involved when you're feeling empathy. They've, they've been able to measure it. The, the frontal part of your brain is being triggered and working during the experience of empathy. They've also found, some of the research has found that people are better able to regulate their own emotion when they experience empathy. They soothe their own distress. They have a higher ability to soothe their own distress when they feel compassion and empathy from others. And so no, jo no surprise, no joke. It is associated in the research with relationship satisfaction. When a husband and a wife feel empathy, compassion, understanding from their spouse, when they've measured their level of relationship satisfaction, it has been found to be higher. So it's an integral piece, not just to the sexual relationship, but to the overall relationship for some people, though, empathy is hard. They don't naturally feel empathetic for others. And there can be different reasons why. There are certain, for those of you who are familiar at all with the, the field of psychology or with mental health challenges, or you yourself are challenged by something in your own mental health, yes, certain states are of, of mental health can make feeling empathy hard. If someone is dealing with uh, a bipolar disorder, if they have different psychiatric states, if, if they've got Asperger's or autism, it can be more difficult to express and feel empathy. Uh, certain personality disorders, like a borderline personality disorder, if someone has schizophrenia. So those are the more um, severe diagnoses. It can be more challenging. But on the same hand, just someone with an alcohol disorder, someone utilizing different um, substances to deal with life, it actually does impair the ability to feel empathy. Alcohol does. You think, oh, no, it's the opposite, right? I, when I'm utilizing alcohol, when I have a glass of wine, I'm, I'm more relaxed. I'm more able to hear someone else's state. In general, though, the use of alcohol has been connected with low amounts of empathy, the ability to feel it. And so there's also that question of, is there a difference between men and women? This comes up all the time when I'm talking with people. Well, women are more empathetic than men are. What they have found is, yes, in general, research does show a lower what they call empathy quotient, an EQ. Sometimes that's also called an emotional quotient. And but that's usually in connection with if they are more aggressive in character. It is higher for men. They do tend to have stronger responses to criticism and rejection by women. And it makes it does affect their empathy score. So the ability to feel empathy for men, but I think people in general, is affected by aggressiveness levels, but also by if they themselves are feeling they are being criticized and rejected. So important stuff to pay attention to. Just 
that's just some research in the field of psychology on empathy. The, the reality is when people work at purposely try to become more empathetic, there are lots of benefits. It all of a sudden they now begin to be able to adopt their, their spouse's perspective and then they want to help and they feel the desire to validate their spouse. So when you work on empathy, all of a sudden you want them to feel your validation and it does create more open and respectful communication. It does create lower conflict, uh, better conflict resolution. And it also makes someone else feel their partner's empathy more. So when you are more empathetic, it actually makes you feel their empathy more. Again, these are results from different research, but in general, that's what people experience. When people feel empathy, they are less likely to want to leave a relationship. And this is especially true of couples, even when they have high conflict. If they feel, even in the midst of conflict, like their spouse has some empathy for them, it relieves the level of distress in the relationship and relieves the level of wanting to get out of the relationship. So empathy is a really important to the overall experience in marriage. Well, we're going to just take a moment here. We're going to come back to this issue, but I did want to express some things. These different topics we've been bringing up, they're probably bringing up questions for you, maybe about your relationship overall, your intimacy overall, maybe about your sexual relationship. If you've listened to some of the past shows, if you have questions, you can send them to me. Just use my name, Jennifer Conson at yahoo.com send them that way. If you want to read ahead, learn some things, you can go on Amazon and you can get The Art of Intimate Marriage, my book, or you can go on my website. There's some blogging on there and there's some other recordings on there. That's also theartofintimatemarriage.com. We are hoping to get this radio show out there to a broader audience and to go on, to continue to go on. If you care to support that, you can actually do some donation on my website there as well. We'd appreciate it. So we're going to come back right now to talking some more about empathy today. There are some incredible examples again in the scriptures of how to be. One of the questions that comes up is how do I be genuinely empathetic? I don't want to just, oh, okay, honey, I understand. I don't want to just say those words. I want to actually get it. Well, the way that we do that is if we really know one another. It is vital that couples really know each other's lives. The There's a researcher up in Seattle, Gottman, and he has these cards. They're called the love map cards, and you can go buy them and start playing them. I have a set of cards you can order on my website that help couples start to get it to know each other better. You may be feeling like that. Like, how can I feel empathy for my spouse when I don't even feel like I know my spouse? That need to know one another comes straight from the scriptures. We've actually talked about it in previous broadcasts. But, you know, when you look at Jesus in John 10, he says, I know the sheep and my sheep know me. In 1015, he says, I know the Father, and he knows me. That depth of knowing one another, the term in psychological research is that's going to happen when we give self-disclosure. We share things very personally. 
Well, that's out of 2 Corinthians 6, verse 12, where Paul calls the Corinthians to open wide their hearts. Open wide your hearts, he says. So in marriage, talking openly, sharing heart-level pieces builds empathy. Some couples, though, feel like, I don't even know where to start. And that's why I tell them, well, you can start simply by starting to spend more time together. Go on dates. Go buy the Ungame off of Amazon. Go buy one of these sets of cards I'm mentioning. Mine are called the Art of It. Mine are called the Intimate Marriage Cards. You can go get Gottman's cards, the Love Map. You can actually, there's an app for his. And go take those cards with you on that date and start talking. And these cards are generally pretty lighthearted. And sometimes that's where you need to start. How to open wide your hearts to one another. The reality is empathy comes from being real with who we are and how we feel and what we're thinking, being real with God. And that's really where it starts. How are you doing right now in your connection, your knowing of God and being real with him, expressing who you really are and what you really feel with God? And then with yourself, how are you doing and being real and genuine with yourself? That will help you in your self-disclosure and building empathy between you, where you can be genuine with one another. I love how in John 14, it says, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. I am in the Father and you are in me and I in you. If anyone loves me, my Father will love him and will come to him and make my home with him. I've taken out some chunks in there, but basically that part where he says, you will see me, that's that's one of the definitions of intimacy in some of the literature is the into me see, intimacy, into me see, seeing into me, that Jesus exemplifies it. You will see me. We need to see one another. That's genuine empathy. I love how in First Peter chapter 2, it says, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you don't see him now, you believe in him. And are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy for you're receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your soul. So we haven't actually seen Jesus. He is no longer on the planet. We don't physically see him. And yet when you look at the scriptures, you can know him. If you haven't done that, go back and do that. Read one of the gospels straight through. Read it slowly. Write down everything about him. Who is he? see him in the scriptures. That's what builds that inexpressible and glorious joy. We need to then take that whole ability to see into one another uh, between us and God and take that into our marriage, that seeing one another. That's a very, uh, when you really know somebody, it compels compassion and love. There's a, a favorite song I have. The one of the verses says, light of the world, you stepped down into darkness, opened my eyes, let me see beauty that made this heart adore you, hope of a life spent with you. You can see here, right, that the, the words reflect this knowing of God and seeing God is beautiful and that seeing of him and him seeing us 
God says, take that into your marriage. That's what empathy is, where you can step into someone else's shoes, see from their perspective. I wanted to take some time in today's broadcast to really explain this biblically, because sometimes what people do is they go, well, this is more of some people are naturally empathetic or women are more naturally empathetic or so on. But we're talking about Jesus and God here. So empathy isn't a male or female thing. It's a spiritual thing, and we can each have more of it and often need more of it in our marriages. So I want to make a recommendation, and I'm just going to explain how that works. One of the first simple things to do to help build empathy is to start just listening carefully and reflect back what your spouse said. So if they come to you about something that happened in their day and they say, this happened at my work or this happened with our son Johnny today and I was frustrated and this was so hard with my boss and I was I felt really stressed. So they share with you a couple sentences of their day. One of the things that's important is tell them what you hear. I, I train therapists and we work on reflecting where, and it's a very simple thing. I have two students just face each other and start talking about their day and the other one reflects. Oh, so you had a test in a class earlier today. And so your car broke down and that was really frustrating. And they just reflect back what they're hearing from their school partner, right? Well, (laughs) the big joke after I do that exercise with these students is, I know we were just practicing this in class, but gosh, I feel so much better that just to have somebody say back to me what I just said. Reflection is a part of the very common term you hear out there today, active listening. It is a vital part of what makes people feel like somebody has empathy. So my suggestion to everybody listening would be try it out. Not necessarily trying to get your spouse to have empathy for you, but to start having empathy for others and for your spouse. When someone shares with you something that they're feeling, tell them what you heard. Practice it. Start listening. And it's amazing how much you have to listen if you're going to tell them what you just heard. You all of a sudden have to pay a lot more attention and concentrate quite a bit more. When I'm working with people, that's one of the things they say is, man, I really had to concentrate in order to say back what my spouse just said. So what that would look like is, let's say your husband comes home and he says, I am so frustrated. I went to go do such and such. And they, this is how they responded to my proposal. And I felt like all this work I'd done was no good and going down the drain. And now I'm concerned about, you know, am I going to be able to keep my job? And so he's sharing his challenges with you. Take time to tell him what you heard. Oh, my. So when you did your presentation, they said this. And then your boss did this. Ah, so it, okay. So it's kind of making you worry about losing your job. Take the time just to say it back. Don't fix it. Don't try to find a way around it or don't tell them what they should do. Just listen. When your wife comes to you and says, 
you know, this is what happened to me today, whether it was something at her work or something with one of your children. I'm so, I did this. It didn't work the way I wanted to. I'm so frustrated. I, 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 I'm so tired. I'm, I've had enough. And, you know, and she's telling you how she feels. Go ahead, step in and say, oh my. So he said this and he did this. That must have been really frustrating. And so you're exhausted right now. I, I'm hearing that. I can see that. That must be really hard. Like, just tell them what you heard. It's amazing how all of a sudden someone's, either if they're defensive or if they're frustrated, how, whew, what a relief it is to feel understood. So the end of today's broadcast is kind of a little homework assignment for you. <laughs> Go home today and practice it. Or maybe you are home and you're listening to this. And when your kid walks in, when your spouse walks in, practice reflecting. See how it goes. And you may then be able to have a conversation later with your spouse about how you're needing the same. It's a very simple piece. You can actually read more specifically about it on my website, The Art of Intimate Marriage. You can also read about it in my book by the same name, Reflection. How to just take the first initial step to make someone that you do care about feel your empathy. And then you can in turn share with them that you may be needing to talk more, to share more, to share heart to heart. That's really what builds empathy is that heart to heart sharing. So this is The Art of Intimate Marriage. The next broadcast, we're going to talk a little bit more about validation. How once you hear somebody and you reflect what you're hearing them say, What's the next step? How can you validate their concerns without having to agree with their concerns necessarily? So tune in for our next broadcast and we'll keep going from there. Till next time, this is Dr. Jennifer Conson with The Art of Intimate Marriage. Thank you for joining us for The Art of Intimate Marriage. Now let's be real, this is not a typical radio program and we know it generates questions. If you have one you'd like Dr. Conson to address here on air, Email her at jenniferkonzen at yahoo.com. Konzen is spelled K-O-N-Z-E-N. jenniferkonzen at yahoo.com. We hope today's program was beneficial to you. And if you agree this unique voice should be on the air, your donations will help keep it there. To give or to get more information about the ministry, Dr. Konzen's Center for Sexuality in San Diego, or to get more resources for improving intimacy in marriage, visit us on the web at theartofintimatemarriage.com. And for more on experiencing the marriage God designed, join us this same time next week for The Art of Intimate Marriage.